It's the My Michelle Live podcast. Looking for the God story and news of the day. My Michelle Live news and views. Here's Michelle. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. This is the Thanksgiving edition of My Michelle Live. It's uh, News and Views Thursday. It's Thanksgiving Thursday. So much to be grateful for in our society. However, what's the use of gratitude? Um, Does it give you an an extra thick schmear on your bagel? Uh, Does gratitude uh, make for a more peaceful Thanksgiving dinner? Or is gratitude something much deeper? Does gratitude and our ability to just say thanks and who we say thanks to, could it really have an effect on our entire society? So in other words, could we change the world starting at our Thanksgiving dinner table? We're going to take that idea on and even talk a little bit about if Thanksgiving even makes its way to some of the uh, many of the Americans that live abroad, like in Jerusalem, what does Thanksgiving look like with a view from Jerusalem? And now a view from Jerusalem with Rabbi Adlerstein. Rabbi Yitzhak Adlerstein is with us. He is the director of interfaith affairs at the Simon Wiesenthal Center. And what a joy to share part of the holiday with you. I'm grateful. And I'm thankful to you, Michelle, that I I get to do something from the distance tied into Thanksgiving. Not too many football games going on over here, although I'm about a quarter of a mile away from the uh, Kraft Athletic Center, used nonstop by by the kids of Jerusalem. And uh, the Kraft comes from the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, who donated it to the city. I I think it would be really exciting to see if someday, by the way, being a sports girl, uh, as they're trying to expand the NFL and have uh, games outside of the uh, of the United States, it'd be kind of fun to have one over there. You think you get a turnout? Oh, yeah. Um, There is now a football league, a a serious football league for, for for kids and older kids. Uh, through throughout Israel, it's an uphill battle a little bit because uh, a lot of the natives outside of the United States think that what we call soccer is football. <laughs> Speak about football, we sort of cringe. But we're here to re-educate the unwashed masses of the rest of the world, and uh, I have a bunch of, of uh, grandkids who are in football leagues. They're in very, very, very serious Torah study programs, which you would not believe. I mean, seven days a week, literally. But Thursday nights, they get to to practice and then their games Friday Friday afternoon, which is not a heavy study day in the the yeshivot here. And uh, they have league games where they're playing. They're playing football, and it's it's fed by all the Americans here. But we, and there are lots of Americans here, including a lot of American kids yeah. who come over. The With so many uh, Americans, and- there is Thanksgiving 
incorporated into uh well maybe what was it that someone referred to it as uh for the first time i've never heard this term uh thanks a con or so, <laughs> because it, <laughs> right uh thanks a car or something that's uh a morphed kind of thanksgiving uh, ushering in just before hanukkah uh, <laughs> and so i'm kind of curious what what or if thanksgiving looks like over there uh well there there are no parades there um um when Ambassador Friedman was here, there was a there was a Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving bash. I'm not aware of any any this year, and uh, there there are a lot of Americans, frankly, Michelle, with a lot of a lot of mixed feelings this Thanksgiving. Of course, uh, we're you know we're very much aware of uh, the thanks and gratitude uh, ourselves personally. Everybody has a story about about uh, parents, grandparents, great-grandparents who came over before World War II, after World War II, and found the, the only country really in the history of the world that opened, uh, opened its doors to, to Jews uh, with open arms and allowed Jews to, to lick their wounds and get up on their feet again after, after World War II. But so many of us who are culturally American just turn on, turn on the news and watch the the, the latest uh, clips of, uh, of of robberies, looting, rioting going on in in our cities, and say, you know, like what happened to what happened to the America that we that we knew and loved, and can it can it ever can it ever come back? We all yes. have uh, we all have lots of relatives in the in the states. It's not going to change for a while. And it, it's so painful to watch from a distance, perhaps even more than it is for you, Michelle, and, and much of, the, of the, uh, the listenership who just get used to it gradually. <laughs> but when you're away from it, and you we're can the see lobster in the pot. <laughs> the lobster in the saying. pot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I think that the difficult thing is reminiscence of something Ronald Reagan had said that we are the last bastion of freedom. So if America goes down in flames, what happens to liberty? Who will champion that liberty? And as we look around on this Thanksgiving day, Thanksgiving uh, for some is like <clears throat> Columbus Day, an evil word. Uh, we might lose sight of what Thanksgiving really is about. And I'd like to get your thoughts and your insight on gratitude. What does gratitude do for us? What can gratitude do for our nation? Do you think that some of the angst, the ugliness, the, the going down in flames may be starting with something as simple as we've forgotten how to be grateful or is that a stretch oh boy what an opening you just gave me so here goes here goes michelle um everybody who's listening to the god story is aware of the story of uh of the 12 sons of jacob and how leah uh the, the less favored wife trying to recover uh, some of her husband's law, uh, love has a succession of, of children. Now, if you look 
in your Bible at the names of those children, you'll see a pattern that she starts off in pain. And she says, when she has her first son, Reuven, which in Hebrew means, see my son. If she, she's asking her husband to take cognizance of the fact that she gave him a son. The next one is Shimon, which means God has heard my, my pain. The third one is Levi, which means accompaniment. This time, three kids. Hey, that's not bad. I'm going to walk side by side with him. And then the fourth, where she figures, boy, now she's been given something she's not entitled to. She calls him Judah, which means in Hebrew, acknowledgement and thanks. And it means both. And that's something to ponder. Mm. The same word in Hebrew, which is where we get the word Judah and Judea, and even one of the classic names for the Jewish people in biblical times, is the word for acknowledgement and thanks. Because you can't give thanks until first you acknowledge a debt. When you don't acknowledge debts, what you're living is a life of entitlement. And when you're living a life of entitlement, it's all about you and what's coming to you and your and your expectation. And for most people, that'll never be enough. It means you'll always be jealous of people around you. It means that if you're not getting what you think you're entitled to, then you strike out against others. You take what you think is yours. You, 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 you look at your spouse and say, well, you know, like, am I getting as much out of this relationship as I'm putting in? And you start doing accounting sheets. You look at your parents and say, well, no, I guess I should be thankful to them, but did they really do this for me? Or did they do it because, you know, come on, let's get real. People want kids to carry on the family name to satisfy their maternal instincts. They didn't do it for me. I wasn't even around. So how thankful do I really have to be? You know, you look, hey, I love doing this show because you can cite the Bible and holy things as much as you want. And I'm thankful to you for giving me this opportunity on Thanksgiving. You, you know that the, the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, are given twice in the Bible, right? Once in the second book in, in Exodus and the second time in Deuteronomy. And there are about a hundred differences between them. If we have a couple of hours, we'll sit down and go through all of them. One of them is the fifth commandment about honoring parents adds a little phrase that's not there the first time around. And that is that so that your days will be uh, extended and you'll have good days upon the earth. What does good days upon the earth have to do with honoring parents? It's not so easy to honor, to honor parents. Yeah, from a distance it is. But for what we sense, the Bible demands of us, and what in Jewish tradition is explicit, that you spend time with them, that you, you, you take them around with their, when they're older and not so capable, that you give them honor, 
and you acknowledge the specialness of who they are in the relationship, parents aren't perfect. They can be pretty demanding. It can be pretty tough. But a great rabbi of the 19th century said that to a person with what we regard as normal human behavior, when somebody does something for you, you feel grateful. It takes some work to blot that out. And there are people around who say that, I don't know too much to my parents. They didn't do it for me. They did it for their own selfish reasons and they haven't been so terrific. But when you have that attitude, when you're one of those people who can sue parents for wrongful life, which we know has happened in a number of countries and will come soon to a theater near you, that I didn't want this kind of life that my parents had no right bringing me into this world. Hey, I got to worry every day about climate change. Um, when you take that attitude, your, your life is going to be a life full of uh, stewing inside about what you don't have rather than acknowledging, rather than acknowledging all the good of this world. The way I think we lost our rabbi for just a moment as we see if we can get that link back. Gratitude. Think about everything that he's saying, the difference that gratitude makes in our lives, setting things right. Now, there was a study about 300 uh, people seeking mental health counseling at a university and they recruited these participants just before they began their first session of counseling they reported clinically low levels of mental health at the time and the majority of the people that were seeking these counseling and think about when you've maybe been at your worst in your mental health right we all have health sometimes our mental health is oh, doing okay sometimes not so much these folks struggled with issues related to depression and anxiety. What they found when they started writing gratitude letters was that they had a better mental health focus. Their minds seemed to change in short order. It uh, Gratitude they found in this case, in other studies, literally changes your brain. It changes your brain. Gratitude is associated with better heart conditions, with heart health. Gratitude changes you. So that gift of gratitude that we give people, the gift of gratitude that, that we give out, that acknowledgement that uh, Rabbi is talking about, that gratitude makes such a difference in our lives but then it starts to make a difference around us and how we act out. Rabbi, uh, I, I don't think that we're going to quite get you back. But, I'm back. Ah, you are back. There you are. Thank you. Sorry about that. I'm, oh, very, what's going on. I'm very, I'm very thankful to whatever angels on high assisted in quickly bringing us back together. 
there's there's those tech angels. I I don't know. My my mom always said that there were special angels out there with special tasks. That was that was what what she always said, and so she. Uh, attributed, Smart woman, I'm with her. Right? She attributed the fact that I'm alive today to car angels who were there to jerry-rig my... <laughs> my little car sometime between uh, when I was in high school or when I, I, I got out of college, because I'll tell you, there were some precarious times where I was calling mom and dad, hi, I'm on the side of the road. Nonetheless, the tech angels are there uh, intervening. And as I was saying, uh, there's been so many studies that have shown that gratitude literally changes our brains, improves our heart health, gives us longer and a, a better quality of of health and life so when the bible talks about your days being long on the earth now we have studies to back it up it's not just the bible it's science that we value so highly in our society that is working hand in hand to show a, a big picture here another another aspect of this michelle is that everybody listening to this show, I assume, values their relationship with God and thinks that that is one of the most important things in their lives. And we, we don't have to do a special show to try to convince our, uh, our, our followers out there that God is important and that he makes a huge difference in our lives. But when we believe in God, when we understand who he is, we naturally become passionate about him and want to get closer and closer to God. And there's so many places in the Bible that talk about, about learning to love God and to cling to him. Those aren't empty words. And those are not something you turn on with a switch. Uh, you know, give me uh, 50 uh, cc's of God love today and, you know, swallow a capsule. These are things you work on in the course of a lifetime. Well, how do you get closer to God? The, so one of our best sellers, and I, I call it a bestseller because it's been sort of on the Jewish bestseller list for over 1,000 years. Uh, it's, it's like 1,100 years old, and people are still studying it today. It's not a book of the Bible. It's a, you know, one human being writing it much later. But he makes the observation uh, one place that I'm going to write a book about inner attitudes, not things that you do and perform, but what's going on internally? And, and he says that the only way, the best way, and really the only way to get closer to God is to treat him no, in, initially no different than you would a human being. Meaning, if a human being gave you X, Y, and Z, what would your reaction Ooh. when you, and he, he develops it over a couple of chapters, that if you, if you stop and think that God was with you from the time you were one cell and what it took to take that one cell and turn it into a human being and how he was with you constantly through life. Yeah, I know about all your complaints, but get real for a second. You could be dead, which isn't pleasant. And, and he was with you and everything that you love about yourself is a gift from him. If a human being gave you a, 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 a thousandth of that, what would your relationship be? Wouldn't you feel close to that person? Would you not, if asked for a favor from that person, give in, exceed? 
even if it didn't make perfect sense? What if it wasn't so, so convenient? What if your best friend of five years asked you, called you up and said, I, I, I know you, you're kind of tired, but I just, my fiance is, is, is we're getting married ne next, next week. I need to, to show her that the apartment is painted. Can you give me an afternoon? And you really don't want to give the afternoon, but wouldn't you do it for somebody who's been close with you for year after year after year? Well, is that God? So he says, the way you get closer to God is, is, is that acknowledgement and the saying thanks. And that's really the only way to do it, to stop and think of how many things that God has given you and continues to give to you. So it's, it's, it, it, it's great that it's doing things for our brains, but to me, the most exciting thing is that it, it also cements and builds out our relationship with God and nothing better than that. And that's where maybe it begins when we see so much to complain about. And we do. There's a lot. If you turn on the news, oh, there's so much to complain about. And if you didn't have enough to complain about, turn on the news and they'll give you not only what to complain about or and how to complain about it, but they will show you how you can complain about it and find fault in the people around you that you used to like yesterday. So there is no end to the amount of complaints that we can have. But maybe if we really look at the fundamentals of the importance of gratitude, acknowledgement and gratitude, perhaps we can be the change that we wish we could see in the world. I am always enthralled, um, enchanted, you would say, over how simple things, very simplistic things can make such a difference in our own lives and truly change the world around us. Um, I'll use an example. We work with Child Care Worldwide, which provides food and, and education in, in areas of the third world, of the third world where uh, people have the least, they're the, the most at-risk children on the planet. And when you see kids who have an education and have uh, food in their bellies, they're so grateful. You see it on these beautiful faces. They have a sense of gratitude that changes their community and their community suddenly has hope. They realize that their prayers are heard. That hope translates into a uh, uh, kids coming back with, uh, with doctorates, uh, kid teaching in the community, changing how things are done, learning more about agriculture, uh, helping one another, loving your neighbor. And it does bring a level of new prosperity to these little villages that changes things in their world. We forget that our actions have consequences, both good and bad, Rabbi. And in our final moments together, I want to talk about uh, just to center in on the things that maybe we are truly grateful for and how our gratitude, those simple little things really do make a difference in our world. And so maybe indeed, as I started our, uh, my ramblings today, maybe truly the change that we want to see in the world might actually start at our Thanksgiving table as we bow our heads and acknowledge this great God and 
all that we have, the diversity of life, the beauty of our planet, the, the uh, abundance that we have. And, and for those of us who are going through difficulty, the hope that, that we have, a hope that doesn't disappoint. Yeah, I, I think you're you're just so spot on. Um, it it so much of it does start with gratitude, um, feeling something which we believe biblically is naturally within us, uh, moving aside the sense of entitlement that it's all coming to us, and the dynamics of that. Your your example of of being involved with this childcare organization. The cynics will say, well, Michelle, you're doing that just to get rid of some of your white privilege. Uh, I'm not sure if you're white and my white, but it's it's this privilege of those who have against those who don't. So it makes you feel better that you're able to throw a couple of trinkets to the uh, to the masses out there who 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 don't have what you have. But but we know that that's not really the case. Uh, There are people who do that. But we also know what genuineness is inside of us. And my, my point is, which I haven't said yet, is that naturally, when we feel gratitude to God, what do we do with it? We don't just light another couple of candles or sing a couple of more hosannas. We, get, we naturally feel that you want to pay back a debt to somebody who's given you something even if they've given it a free will. And there's no way of really paying back God, except what do we do? We emulate God. We don't have to think this thing through, but the feeling of gratitude Mm. translates in biblical people into doing good things. We recognize that if God has given, we must become givers. And that's one very simple way of explaining what you're talking about and enlarging upon it. When we feel that gratitude for those small things in life, as an Orthodox Jew, I can tell you that's part of Jewish law. It's been that way for thousands of years, literally thousands of years, that the the average Jew every day recites one, a minimum of 100 blessings in the course of the day, during prayer, outside of prayer, eating before, after, at least 100 blessings. 100 times you're acknowledging God is. There's one place where you even thank God for the ability to give thanks to him. (laughs) The thing of what we're talking about here, but the way you express that without having to think it through is, well, I I want to be able to do the same. And the way you do the same is, is not to send the postcard to God. It's to emulate God's ways and be a giver as he's a giver. So think of the power of that, Michelle. The power turns a victim-ridden society into a victorious society where we think, I, you have, ah. I don't. Uh, we have turned ev- every color, every uh, ideology, uh, what I eat, into victimhood. And while I'm not going to get into the politics of it, there are people who have, and there are people who have not, and there are people who have been victimized. This, we can be real about that, but in every instance, the Bible entreats us to give thanks. What can you start with being thankful for? 
at my lowest times, uh, I think of the scripture that says, be still and know that I am God. That I, I can start there. I can just start there. You are God. <clears throat> Recognizing that there is a God, that acknowledgement that, that you talked about. It is what transforms us, body, soul, and spirit, and even society. In fact, I, I have right here, this is my thankful journal, just every day finding new ways to be grateful. And what that does to you, not just we can say through studies, but through experience, it does change you. It changes your outlook on life. It changes the way you look at people who you used to see as enemies. It changes everything. And it's something so simple. It's called gratitude. And that is what Thanksgiving is really all about. And uh, I feel like uh, little Linus in, in, uh, in the Charlie Brown Christmas. And that's what Christmas is. That's what Thanksgiving is all about. And I have been so delighted to share part of my Thanksgiving with our beloved rabbi, Rabbi Yitzhak Adlerstein, director of the Simon Wiesenthal Center. Happy Thanksgiving. I am thankful for your place in my life and on our broadcast. Thanks for allowing us to do this together and a great Thanksgiving to everybody out there. God bless you. More news and views at mymichellelive.com.